Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome to Culturize. It is me, McCunny. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is a space that we've created to share culture, whether it's ethnic, whether it's social, uh, whether it's native. And we always believe that uh, if you understand a little bit about cultures, uh, we're all going to be better off. And uh, of course, because we are in Hawaii and when we create space and we share mana'o and share ike uh, with our guests, we like to create the space uh, for ourselves. Mahalo Ilona, the Kanaka Kid. You can follow him on YouTube as well. I'm welcoming our guests. Speaking of guests, I'm so excited. I'm humbled and privileged. And everyone in the room was, was a little bit on edge because they wanted to make sure everything looked good because we have uh, some of Hawaii's greatest designers. Uh, I want to introduce Nakeu Awai and Kian. How are you folks? Aloha. Um, Aloha. First of all, mahalo for being here. Uh, I know you folks are busy uh, making everybody look good. It's a Sunday. <laughs> it's a Sunday. Right? This is our church. Um, I want to get right into just talking story uh, about you, and then we get into, you know, uh, the culture of design. Okay, where did you grow up? Born and raised. Well, I was born in Honolulu um, in March 1938. I grew up in the Punchbowl area in Middle Lane, which started at Lucitana and ended at 4th Street. That was when 4th Street came from downtown all the way up to Kuakini. Wow. So I'm, now I'm trying to picture it in my head. 4th Street went all the way. And what, what did they, where did they cut it off? They cut it off Oh, they, by School Street. I mean, oh, yeah, School yeah. Street. What, and what high school did you go to? Well, first of all, I went to Mrs. Lota's <laughs> kindergarten school at Kauai Ha'o Church. Wow. And then from there, I went to Royal School, first grade to sixth grade. You know what I love about that? A lot of people ask where you went to high school. You went straight to Mrs. Lota's kindergarten to Royal. But isn't Royal School called something else now? No, it's still Royal. Uh, did, did, there was oh. Central Middle School that has been changed. Oh, it's a, see, I'm learning things all the time. So Royal School... And then after that? Then I um, tried for Kamehameha, and mm. I got into Kamehameha School for Boys. Back then it was divided. Wow. Meaning it wasn't co-ed. When did it become co-ed? I don't know. Call them. <laughs> Anybody know? When did, when did it become co-ed? Look, everybody's Googling yeah, it now. So I went to Kamehameha when it was ROTC uniform every day. Wow. Shining buckles, shining shoes. You had to have the hat on when you were under, when you were not in a covered area. So you had you had to go to ROTC? Yeah, it was part of the school every day. Wow. What, what, was, it, what was it like? Um, what Hated did... it. <laughs> Say it again. I <laughs> The, the reason why it's, it's so far on, on the Culturized Podcast, we have got a lot of Kamehameha School uh, students that have been here. When did you start Kamehameha School? Uh, 19... What, what gra grade? Seventh. Seventh grade. And then... Um, Went all the way to graduation. So when you grew up in, in Punchbowl area, uh, what was it like back then growing up? 
Well, there were several Kamehameha School bus stops where you got the bus to go up to Kamehameha School. So you had to travel by the bus line. So I had to get the Pawoa bus and go downtown and then transfer to when the stop was in Kalihi, Kalihi bus or when the stop was at where Camp Shopping Center and Kapalama School is, then it was the school street bus. And then finally get to school. And then get on the bus from Kamehameha School and go up to campus. Was it the same? What time did you start? Or what time did you get up? I don't remember. <laughs> too, too early? Yeah. After after Kamehameha School, so while you were there, and the, for those that are watching, uh, we know you've become a designer. Um, when did you, in, in Kamehameha School, did you know what you wanted to do after school? No, after because um, I was with the Kamoe, the um, school newspaper. Mm-hmm. And when I became a senior, I was one of the co-editors. There was a Wahini who was the other co-editor. Because, you know, school for girls, school for boys. <clears throat> so when I left Kamehameha, I was going to go into writing correspondence. Wow. Went to the University of Washington mm-hmm. in Seattle. I was there for four years, but then I left correspondence and went into drama. <laughs> and now, now those a lot of people, those of you that they don't know that you were in in drama, that you were in theater. Yeah, that what? was my okay. So I was in drama and took all kinds of drama courses. Graduated in um, theater arts. Then after graduation, I went east. Wow. So if you're joining me, we're going to continue to talk about that. We're sitting with Nakaua'i and we're talking about uh, what he was doing before designing, before all these things and, and growing up in Punchbowl. This is how we do it. We're sharing culture right here in Culturized. Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just $9.95 per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code thing. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HIFICU.com. Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome back to Culturized. It is me, Makani. Thank you so much for joining us as we share culture, sitting with uh, Nakeu Awai. And we're, we're just kind of talking stories, sharing stories with us, because when you get to sit with, with people like him, it's, it's amazing. And of course, off camera, it's funny because uh, Uncle says, Where's that boy? <laughs> Is that your son? I said, yeah, he'll bring him over here. So Kanaka Kid, you're going to have to sit in on this one because, so those of you that are watching, it's it's a it's a very, um, if you guys agree, it's very cultural to sit when there's when there's mana'o, where there's knowledge being shared. Uh, that's what you, that's what we have to do, right? We have to sit and, and just absorb and kilo. So you're going to have to hang out with us, all right? See? So we're, we're getting back to talking. Sorry, I'll go. Theater. So after Kamehameha, you went to, you were going to go into correspondence in, in writing, but you ended up in theater. University of Washington, Seattle. What made you go into theater? Oh, because it was easier courses. <laughs> it's easier courses. It really was, more so than correspondence. Wow. So I didn't, I didn't want to have to struggle. <laughs> so I switched to drama because drama people got good grades and they hardly did anything. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you, you see that? Yeah, good grades and didn't do anything. You're opposite, you 
do nothing and get now you get good grades. Um, so you left. So you left Washington. You went straight to the East Coast. Yeah, because I um, after I graduated, I got hired by a um, oh that company in where the um, Stuben Glass comes from, Corning. Corningware, you know, wow. Corningware women, Corningware from yeah. the past, Corningware. Okay, Corningware also did Stuben Glass. That's those wonderful glass, thick glass things. They had a theater in Corning, New York, which is upstate New York, and I got hired to be an apprentice. So I went east, went up to Corning, and worked the summer in Corning Summer Theater, where we constantly knocked down and built sets, knocked down and built sets. And if you got a chance to, when you auditioned, you might get into a show uh, production, because every week was a new show with a new star. You know how they, well, they don't have it here, but on the, on the mainland they have theaters that have weekly new shows. Yeah, so I was there for the summer, and then most of the people at Corning had uh, gone to D.C., and they and said, if you're going to continue to drama, suggest you go to Catholic University in D.C. So I followed that route. After summer, I went to Catholic University, but I discovered that D.C. was a southern state, and it was still a southern state. So when I lived in D.C., traveling by bus, you got on the bus, the blacks went to the back, the whites sat in the front. And the fact that I don't think they knew who I was, I was just or what I you. was, so they probably figured I was mulatto, <laughs> right. you know, like moreno, mulatto. I was not welcome there. I felt very uncomfortable. So on Christmas break, where we had to leave campus, took the Greyhound, went up to New York City, fell in love with New York. New York will always be my favorite place of residence. So after Christmas break, went back to D.C., picked up the phone, called home, and told my parents, I'm leaving graduate school. What? <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to move to New York. What? What are you going to do there? Live. <laughs> they hung up because what could they say? Son was so far away, and I was I had de determined I was going to move to New York. What was it like coming from Punchbowl, local boy, Kamehameha School, straight to New York? You fell in love with it, but w did you have the same problems that you had? Like how you said, you know, at the time, racism was, was no, prevalent. New York was already, you know, the, progressive. Uh, was very integrated because of the Puerto Ricans, you know. What? West Side Story. That, right, okay, so I want to get into some of the theater uh, that you did, but I, I also want to talk to, there's someone sitting next to you because we want to get into passing on knowledge and passing on things and, and just like how he has to sit here, we're going to find Aye. out what this is all about. So if you're joining us, this is Culturize. We're sharing culture, sitting with Nakeu Awai. It's uh, going to be an amazing show. Thank you for joining us. Culturize, brought to you by Beachside Roofing, the leaders. Hey, what's up? How's it? Aloha. Welcome back to Culturized. Uh, we are here and it, 
just sitting and, and listening to stories from Nakeu Hawaii, uh, a lot of you know him as a designer, but you have some of you never knew that theater was his original background. And, and I go, so when you were doing theater, what part of theater, I mean, it sounded like you were doing everything from set design to on stage. What was your favorite part of theater? On stage. Some of, some of the productions that, that you've been in. Well, I did a lot of flower drum song. When I was in New York City, um, the shows were all white. I didn't realize it until I left New York that I would never ever, although I went to auditions, I would never ever get hired. Because if you drop a popolo berry into the vanilla, <laughs> all the people watching are going to, eat the popola berry instead of the vanilla. Wow. You know what I mean? I mean, I, the shows were all white. So instead of my being informed, I just went to auditions and I got into Flower Drum Song. It was Powell on Broadway, so I got into Flower Drum Song on tour. Wow. Which is interesting because you go to town to town right. to town. What was that like back then? Did And, and when, when you toured, how did... Did they treat the touring group the same as the Broadway group? Yeah. So you guys are spoiled. It's like, well, back then. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, one week in, in Ohio, one week. You know, so it was just one week in a town, and you pack up, you go to the next place, rehearse with the musicians, do the show, then you travel on. Where are the... I, want, I was going to say the, the strangest place you've ever been to perform, but uh, how about your favorite place or both? Well, what I discovered was that the Kenley players were in Ohio. They were in Columbus as well as they were in a small town. And word got around the company. Hey, you know the owner is a hermaphrodite. What? What the <laughs> hell is a hermaphrodite? Speaking about learning. Uh -huh. right? Well, you see that guy? He's the owner, Kenley. He has both. He has the Wahini and the Kani. So he's registered with U.S. government, and he can go anywhere in the world and sign in as Mr. and Mrs. John Kenley. <laughs> so, wow. So it's like learning on the road. Yeah? And um, interesting place performing flower drum song was Atlantic City, where uh, the mafia guys were part of a thing called 200 Club or Club 200. It was run by Mafia, and I guess Mafia enjoyed Orientals. So Flower Drum Song was there, and it was interesting. Besides New York at the time, was that the hot, was Atlantic City the hotbed of theater? It was just a, um, no, I think New York City and tours were. Atlantic City, it wasn't all year round, Club 200, it was only, and that was before all the um, gambling places opened. Oh, right, that. right. It was just in Atlantic City where they had Mr. America. So now theater was going on. What? When did you come back or decide to come back home to okay. Hawaii? And, and when My did design start? I went to New York City mm -hmm. when I could then afford an electric blanket <laughs> and use it and go, oh, oh. I said, I'm not spending another winter in New York because I lived in Brooklyn Heights, which is up high. Wow, yeah. You know, lower in Manhattan, uh -huh. you go under the river, and the next stop is Brooklyn Heights. So it was up high. I mean, the lovely thing about Brooklyn Heights is you could walk on the Esplanade 
and you can see Lower Manhattan, you can see Statue of Liberty, the Jersey coastline, I mean, it's fabulous, but cold, so. And I lived in a five-story walk-up. We are sitting and talking with Nakeo Wai. Um, I, I can sit and listen uh, for days. If you want to continue to do that, you got to go get our, ex uh, join us on our extended version, uh, which is coming up. But we're going to continue to talk to him more about now coming home and now becoming uh, one of Hawaii's greatest designers. Stay with us. This is Culturized. Long's Drugs is always here for Hawaii, providing your family with their local favorites, accessible health and wellness services to keep you safe and healthy. Make Long's a part of your day. Hey, what's up, how's it? Aloha, welcome back to Culturized. We are sitting with Nakeu Hawaii. I'm so excited that you're here. Kian is here as well. We're gonna, we're gonna find out. I mean, you've got some kuleana. Like, you've got to see that I head do. nod was like, whoa. Um, we're talking about, uh, Lono just got back from a, a a trip from I, you guys went to from Dallas all the way to New York in an RV. Can you share with him when you <laughs> what was it? He was spoiled in an RV. How did you go? Well, my mom wanted to see America. She loved traveling, so she met me in Seattle after my freshman year. We got on Greyhound bus and went from Seattle all the way across Montana down to Chicago. Then all the way across to the East Coast and went to visit old friends up in northern New York. Then went all the way down to New Orleans. Then went all the way across Texas. It's such a humongous state. <laughs> all the way across back to the West Coast and came home via L.A. That is cool. And then you were, you were saying, Lona, what did, what did Uncle say? You got, you got to see the world, right? Yeah, because I've been fortunate. While I was living in New York, I got hired to do a musical in Germany. And I flew to Germany and took the train all the way down to Greece and spent the summer wow. in Greece getting on the beach and getting, so I had some, you know, some color in the skin. <laughs> and what I still remember was I was on the beach, I had my little transistor, and I turned it on, and guess what? I ended up crying because guess what I heard? Hi, this is Webley Edwards saying, <laughs> welcome to Hawaii. Okay, and, you got to tell them what a transistor was. Oh, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little, little radio that I had yeah. with me. Because, you know, when you travel, you, you humbug if you take too many heavy things. And I cried and cried and cried because I realized how far away I was from home. Wow. So with that, so speaking of home, and then when you, we get back to we decided to come home. Well, what, after, what year was that? Oh, don't remember, but see, um, so I, last winter in New York, I decided to go home because it was too cold. So I traveled across to the West Coast, came home, did my one and only Honolulu theater production of My Fair Lady at the Ruger Theater. The Ruger, wow. When it the, was Ruger right. Theater, yeah. And so I was performing in that, and a show was opening in Reno, Nevada, Reno, Nevada because they all, Reno was also a gambling town. Uh, there was a casino called Golden Casino, and it was uh, putting a show together called Hello, Tokyo. And so I got hired to fly up there to join the company, and the three male singer-dancers were myself, 
a guy, um, Japanese guy from Canada named Bob Ito, and the last one was Jimmy Borges. Wow. Remember no, him? Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Borges. Yeah. And you guys would travel back and forth? No, so we, no, it was just in this casino in Reno for four months. Wow. So when that was Powell, the producer said, oh, we don't have to, we don't want to have to send you back to Hawaii because wherever they hire you, you know, you get a, they fly you up, they fly you back. Why don't you come to L.A. because we, the producers, we have these apartments you can stay in because if the show goes on, then you will just jump on with us. So that got me to Hollywood. When did design start for you? Okay. Clothing. While I was in Hollywood, the show the that Hello Tokyo never went on. So I started auditioning for uh, musicals on TV. During that era, um, TV musicals were very big, very popular. The Elvis Presley special, the Dionne Warwick special, the Petula Clark special. So I did a, a lot of TV musicals. And um, so I lived in Hollywood for about seven, eight years. And while I was there, you know, Pakistan side, when you're not doing TV, another job. And so that was when I went into, with another uh, guy from Hawaii, we went into macrame. Whoa. Macrame is that woven stuff right. that I guess people remember when hippies used to use. <laughs> My mom used to do that. Hemp, hemp rope <laughs> and these two macrame wall hangings and stuff. I want us to continue more. And now we're going to get into Nakeu Owai, the, the clothing designer, because there's so many people that you influenced in, in contemporary Hawaii, which is why Kian's sitting here. So if you want to find out now about that part of Nakeua Hawaii. Join us on the extended version on YouTube. Uh, hit up all of our social media platforms. This is Culturized. Hey, what's up, how's it? Aloha, welcome back to Culture Rise. If you're joining us, if you watch this on TV, now you're on YouTube watching the extended version. We're sitting with Nakeua Hawaii. Uh, you know, got a glimpse into his, his life before uh, designing. He became one of Hawaii's uh, hugest designers. Some, some things that were attached to your name is, is uh, the Mu'u, right? Um, you started designing in Hollywood. And do you remember, you were at the time, were you silk screening? What was the first design that you made? The, basically, the, um, I wasn't doing Hawaiian stuff. But basically... Um, I got into macrame, and I was doing macrame for various uh, fashion designers, and that's how I got into the fashion world. One of them was Bob Mackey, who did the costumes for Cher and for the television shows like Carol Burnett, da-da-da-da-da-da. So Bob Mackey was one designer that I did macrame for. The other one was, and people that don't remember a designer who goes way back, and his name was Jean-Louis. And when they go, who? And I go, well, you know when you see all those old Hollywood movies and Lana Turner movies, and the, the credits will go, Gowns by Jean Lewis, which is Jean-Louis. Wow. And then they go, oh, yeah, yeah. So we did macrame for him. And now, and then you fast forward. Were you still got? You stayed in Hollywood, or you coming back and forth to Hawaii? At no, the time? I was still in Hollywood until one time when I had some time off. I decided to come home to visit my folks, and when I came back, I saw they were much older, 
and my siblings were all on their own, so I felt I should come home and take care of them. And and what what was the mindset? What was your mana when you got into now designing Hawaii themed uh, clothing? Well, when I first came back, um, another Hollywood person, Alan Akina, Ooh. and I came back at the same time, and we both started together, and he went. Waikiki, and I decided when I was going into designing, I wanted to do for local people. So I moved to Kapalama. And you've been there ever since. Yeah. What was your first design? Was was silk screening your first thing? No. Besides, I mean, after no, macrame. No, because then when you know when I got into designing, I figured if you're going you go into women's clothes, go to the best. Do you remember who the best store was? At the time. But no, I was gonna say Macy's, not Macy's, not Liberty House. Well, yeah. um, who knows? Come on, you guys. The Before Liberty one, House, the number one female store in Honolulu was Carol and Mary. Oh man, I remember. I can hear the commercial. Everybody in this room is like under thirty, I think. So yeah. like, who? Carol and Mary <laughs> was the number one Wahini store. Liberty House was there. Macaroni's was there. This is all Alamana Shopping Center. And Ross Sutherland was the Connie store, the best men's clothes. Yeah. So um, I got involved with um, the Wahini store, and I wanted to do a line with Palaka because I figured, well, I mean, I figured if I was going into making clothes, Palaka was always a part of Hawaii because I did a research on Palaka that it came in the early years when there were just mercantile stores downtown and Palaka was very popular with the Japanese that worked in the fields, if you look at old pictures, and very popular with Paniolo. Now, all this knowledge that you have in design, just like you told me, Lono has to sit here. Kin is sitting here next to you. Um, when Were you always into design as well? No. I was always involved in the business. Okay. And so from a very early age, I would say four or five, I used to work alongside my uncle at various craft fairs. And I've just always been involved. Um, there are some costumes in the shop that we actually just passed on to uh, Kuhao's family. And so his daughter is now wearing some pieces that were actually created for myself when wow. I was probably three or four years old. Because I, I want to get into the, in, in the importance of passing on knowledge, right? Now, you were a huge influence. You know, those of you that are watching, today you see you see people like Sig Zane, you see the Manuhialii's. A lot of people don't know that it was it's you, right? That That... Correct me if I'm wrong, that these names are synonymous. They, they think they're separate, but they're actually synonymous with you. What is, what is the relationship with Manuhe Lee and, and any designers today? Well, she was the young designer that I pushed into getting more involved. And uh, when I first knew Sig, he was basically printing fabric. He, was, he has always been a wonderful um, artists when it came to growing things, you know, um, the foliage of Hawaii. And so he was basically just printing fabric and sell, selling pareos at swap meets and stuff and stuff. Because uh, you also, is it fair to say that some of the knowledge that he has is 
thanks to you. Well, I don't know. You got to talk to him. You got to invite <laughs> him over from Hilo. Like, you got to take the trip to. to. Take the crew and go to Hilo. So, and, and then now passing on knowledge to them. And then when did you get involved? Um, and, and was it one of those things that, that that's just Kuleana? So in May of 2021, there was the discussion about Kuleana and uncle wanting to make sure that I knew that this was his wishes. And so, um, you know, our family has taken on the, the caregiving responsibility of uncle. And so we have his home care as well as we have the care of the business. And, and that's such a cultural concept is, is you know, you're, gonna, you're not going to take care of one thing. You're going to take care of everything, everything. right? Um, at the time when you started now, you're involved in every process of designing business. And what's it like? What, what's it like to get knowledge from somebody like uncle? Is there pressure? Oh, I, I think there's definitely pressure, especially, you know, last week we spent the entire week with 15 other native Hawaiians and people of um, very vast knowledge of our culture. And there is major kuleana around making sure that the brand and his designs continue over and beyond uncle's time with us. And so that's sort of become my torch and, and rolling out things like digital artwork. Prior to my arrival, that never existed. I was okay. So I was gonna. I, the the fact that still silk screening is isn't it's almost not a lost art, but the the how much at the time what was the largest amount of fabric that you would silk screen, and would you do that at the shop? What do you mean? So when you when you made the when no. you made designs, uh, un uncle's foray really was on sketching and staging productions in order to sell. His merchandise silk screening was always an outsource process for us um, when uncle first started he would actually have to cut his his own uh, patterns wow. so the the desk that everyone has come right. to know that sits <laughs> in the shop today is actually half of the cutting table in really? which uncle basically built his business off of initially are you designing now um, we we have a team so I don't have a design background. I have a much more uh, business marketing and finance background than I do <laughs> a design background. But I have come to love working with our friends and our family. And, you know, I actually had a new client text me over over the weekend saying, you know, I hope that we can become friends and personally involved in getting to know each other. I said, just to let you know, most of our clients are family. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the sense that we understand what's happening yeah. with their lives over and beyond just the interchange of mm -hmm. commerce. Mm -hmm. And and so such another cultural concept. Um, I, I know you guys are extremely busy. Um, mahalo, mahalo, mahalo for making time. Both of you being here, the importance of, of sharing uh, stories and of course, more importantly, sharing knowledge, passing it down and passing it on. Um, continued success in your kuleana. Thank you. Uh, definitely want to bring you back to talk some more story because I love that you're like a walking encyclopedia of entertainers and entertainment. So if you're joining us, this is Culturize sitting with Nake Uwai, the next generation. He's got kuleana, Kian. Uh, this is Lono, and we are Culturize. Mm -hmm.